0: pod to you i'm jacob you can block me on twitter at we hate jacob i'm here with my co-host dimitri you can find him on twitter at dimitri talks dimitri how did you feel about the wrestling this year
1: oh you switched up the the fucking question on me (laughs) i loved it it was a good year overall we had a great year a lot of uh a lot of ups fewer
0: downs than ups which in my book that's a win very good year for wrestling. The reason I'm asking that this week, I don't know how much wrestling there's actually going to be to talk about next week. So yeah. we might not have a podcast. TBD. Um, always good podcasting to move furniture around while we're recording. That's good stuff. <laughs> I had to close the
1: uh, window. <laughs> you don't want them planes flying by. You don't want to hear that. Nobody it's too to cold to even
0: have a window open. I don't even understand what that means. Oh, for you, bub. Yeah, for me. Good wrestling all year and good beer all year. This week, the original Dale's Pale Ale. Oh, hell yeah.
1: That was fucking crispy, bub.
0: Hmm. Haven't had a Dale's in a while. Always mm. good. I've never had Our one. Our format is Dimitri's Top of the Mid. Headlines. We're switching it up this week. Stock's falling first because I have five. And stocks rising. These can be specific wrestlers' storylines, whatever to kick off a conversation. Dimitri, I have a good feeling about who top of the mid's going to be. Oh yeah,
1: dude, he's just repeat, uh, just repeating top of the mid every week. Uh, it feels like the old days when Dom Mysterio was top of the mid every week. Our uh, truth is just he's he's ob- absolute gold. I say it every week. Comedy gold. Uh, he, come, he comes he comes out not on raw. Just comedy. He is winning in the ring, too. Oh, yeah, bro. That's facts. His, I, was, I was very entertained by his match. Very mm-hmm. entertained. It was very entertaining. He looked a little gassed, but, you know, I'll give him a break. The man's like 51 or 52 coming off of a, a major leg injury, and he's coming out putting on. Uh, it was a good-ass match, and it was like the whole thing before it when he's talking about, uh, you know, talking shit with JD trying to kick jd out the fucking judgment day hilarious even made a uh, damian priest break for a moment that was really funny
0: so Uh-oh. many and people JD's were-
1: a- <laughs> do you see her back there because she's like crouched trying to grab a vacuum <laughs> you can stand it's okay <laughs> just stand up and say hi Demetrial
0: fixative it in mode
1: <laughs> i didn't expect you to see it like that
0: Oh my God. It's funny because your mic is right where she was too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, our truth, confirmed 51 years old. Uh, uh so yeah. He, and he came off a torn quad, I believe. Yeah. So major. Very impressive. And he got to, you know, he made Damien break. He made mm-hmm. uh Dominic break mid match, which was funny. That was really funny. Um, and he got to uh, do some moves from his childhood uh, favorite, John Cena, as yeah. well. That was I think amazing. He did an AA and uh, the five knuckle shuffle. You're damn right. So he, did. he he was really he was really doing the doing the work out there. He's so over, so quick. He's so over. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it's it works really well for the Judgment Day to have this like comedy aspect because mm-hmm. I think they're getting a little bit stale. I'd like yeah. to see some 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 movement. And like less our truth, but then like even JD McDonough in the back in their backstage segment later, where damien's like, I can't believe you lost, bro. You fucking suck. He was getting like clowned back there for yeah. losing our truth. That was and, so funny. And then mommy had to come in and go, hey, leave my big head baby boy alone. <laughs> so funny man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Janie's always complimented on his big-ass head, and it was really funny on a commentary. I don't remember who said it, but somebody said J.D. using his big head to his advantage or something like that <laughs> during the match.
0: And I was like, that's hilarious. A man is built like a Funko Pop. <laughs> so I'm going to do my headline really quick because it is... There's not much to talk about until later, but yeah. I, I have decided to go full Grinch this week. And I literally have five stocks falling. Um, it was a rough week of wrestling for me. There was a lot of things as I was watching it that I was just like, this is stupid.
1: Before you, so, before you do go in, like make sure you let me know before you run into those stock falling, because I got something I want to say before you even
0: get any of them out. Okay, you'll we'll we'll have you go first. Don't forget, because I will department. forget. Okay, <laughs> I, I will remember. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I will let you go to your headline here.
1: All right. Um, so Gunther versus Miz. Two. Um, I think we all thought it was going to slap. And it absolutely did. It was a great match. I'd say it,
0: I'd say it chopped more than slapped. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mad chops, man. Um, <laughs> this is another match that Janie watched with me and uh, which was surprising to me because she actually doesn't like watching Gunther matches specifically because she says, quote, he's so boring. His trunks are so boring. And all he does is slap people really hard. And I feel bad for the other guy. That's a I'm, I'm Like, you know what? That's like the thing. I literally was like, "Well, that's like his shtick." Like, he is a he's a wrestler's wrestler. He's a man's man. He comes in, he does his business. He's not fancy. He fucking kicks ass and leaves. He doesn't even have knee pads. He doesn't even have knee pads. The brother is a machine, and that's his thing. So, it was really good. Um, I saw a little clip from the uh, Busted Open podcast where he was talking about it. And it got me thinking a little bit. He said, uh, he said, besides the thing at the beginning with Sheamus, uh, you know, that match he had, that little run he added with him, uh, that this was probably the thing that benefited him the most so far in his WWE run, which I would say probably so, considering all of the feuds that have happened. Um, This one has been very promising. Uh, It's been very believable. And and I feel like uh, The Miz just always finds a way to bring the best out of whoever he's facing. Um,
0: it's, it's been very good uh, along those lines too. I, I think it showed the range that Gunther actually has Yeah, because you know, he comes up to the main roster, gets into this intercontinental picture, has this program with Sheamus, and then, you know, combine that with drew and yep. you know, that shows, okay, this guy can go, he can work with top talent. He can work with people who've been there, done that, worn those t-shirts he can have hard-hitting matches that you watch and go oh i can feel that one in my chest but there's always that question of okay he can wrestle but can he sports entertain Mm -hmm. can he get to the ring and get on the mic and can he go back and forth with people who are very very good at that aspect of this job and if you can hold your own in a promo based program with the miz and put on in my opinion a couple five-star matches i think that you have it all absolutely gunther whenever they are ready to pull the trigger on him and move him to the main event and properly to the main event like wwe world heavyweight champion
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he's ready and he can do it he can hold that belt and it's going to feel real
1: I totally agree. Cause even right now, like his his reign hasn't felt uh it hasn't felt like Roman's reign, uh, pun intended there. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, like Roman's gone a lot of the time and he's not facing a lot of people a lot of the time. And it, it is cool when he comes back and has that match, but Gunther legit, like as a champion right now, feels like a true like champion. I certainly believe that he's capable and it just feels right. And I really agree with everything you said about him, like proving himself on the mic. He has certainly proven that, and now that you say it, and I'm thinking about it uh about all of his matches and all of his promos and his backstage segments that he's had with the group lately, kind of being like the mean boss, essentially i've he's like kind of like a
0: sleeper favorite for me on the year. I
1: really like
0: Gunther and And you know what I missed in that in those kind of showing his his range, hmm. his program with Chad Gable. Oh yeah. That was he showed really good that too. If you, if you want to get him in a technical battle, he can mm-hmm. do technical wrestling as well. He's not just a big brute. Like he can do it all. I'm, I'm very impressed with him. I think, I think he's definitely up there for MVP of the year for WWE. Yeah. Uh, well, well, if we do have a podcast next week, we'll probably do like kind of like some kind of awards, but, um, yeah. I think he'd definitely be in that conversation. Uh, I think that I did see a fantasy booking that I hope doesn't quite happen, but they could keep his intercontinental reign going all the way to August next year. And they could keep Roman with his streak till August of next year. Bash at Berlin. Yes, he's Austrian, but Berlin's pretty close to Austria. Uh, They could run a Gunther Roman doesn't need to be for titles. Oh, Let's shit. just see it situation. Damn. Make it a 30 minute time limit. Take them to a time limit, draw, protect both of them, make them both look strong. Or the fantasy booking that I saw on Twitter was, uh, have it for title versus title. I don't want to see that because that would mean Gunther loses it. His, inter- his intercontinental championship to Roman who would have two belts. And I don't think Roman needs that. But yeah, I think, I think, I think be putting be both belts up would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly would be at the be same interesting. time. If they do decide to move Gunther into a main event picture, Gunther Roman in Berlin, that would smack. That would yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Smack. Yeah, she, oh, she Speaking would. Speaking of good. our tribal chief, Bloodline Cinematic Universe, Roman is back, mm-hmm. and he's named his heir, and it's exactly who everybody but Jimmy thought it was. That was so funny, man. Solo Sakoa. I
1: was like, I was cracking up when I knew what was going to happen. When Jimmy was back there, like overanimated, animated, like yeah, me. y'all know who he's talking about. Y'all know it's me. And then he said solo. Like I was like, Oh man, I kind of felt bad for the guy. I kind of felt bad for the guy. You can't help but feel bad for him.
0: I thought Yeesh. that was a very fun segment. That was really good. <laughs> and then during the backstage time and Jimmy's like, well, if you want to fix your Randy Orton problem, you could send the tribal air out there to take care of it. And Roman's like, why the hell would I do that? It's promotion season. Yeah, baby. Don't you want a
1: promotion, Jimmy? He's so good at being manipulative.
0: Oh <laughs> I my love God. that about He's, his character. It's it's immense. It's immense. <laughs> um. So Roman has some beef with Randy, obviously yep. still has some beef with LA Knight, and the returning and absolutely fucking swole AJ styles. What's up with this? With everybody coming back, like an absolutely
1: brolic. What's up with this?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe triple H has got them on the juice. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, but he turned heel question mark. I saw that. And I mean, he just kind of punched LA Knight, but like, that's
1: what I was wondering. I was uh, is, I was going to throw this in there and then I saw you had it in there and I was like, "He I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, he's he a question mark. Is he actually or does he just not like LA Knight? Like, what's what's what are we doing here?
0: I I honestly think what they're going to be doing here because mistakenly, I forgot that LA Knight is not even in this uh SmackDown United States Title Tournament. Hmm. So LA Knight has nothing to do. Yeah. Randy is going to be the next challenger for Roman Reigns. He is going to face Roman at the, at the Royal rumble for the belt that is happening. Um, and I guess in the meantime, we're going to have a little bit of a program between LA Knight and AJ styles. Um, Mia Yim, her focus seems to be elsewhere right now. She had a tag team match on SmackDown with, uh, Zelina Vega against the Kabuki warriors. Yeah, so buddy. I, so I don't, know if she's still kind of in the in the group if there is still a group i mean we haven't seen the good brothers on tv for a while Uh um i mean they're just cashing their checks which good for them they want to take that money i mean i'm not going to blame them absolutely so it'll be interesting to see if like we're still gonna have aj styles with backup or if for the time being it's going to be aj styles and la Knight having a little bit of a back and forth with la Knight being like. What the fuck, bro? We have a similar enemy. Why are you coming at me? Mm -hmm. And AJ Styles kind of being like, well, you took my spot. I think that's probably what they're doing just to keep both men occupied towards the upper end of the card and above the mid card, but below the main event.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, certainly seems to be working towards some feud for them, which would make sense. And I wouldn't be mad at just because, Again, LA Knight's got nothing to do. And if you're going to feud with anybody, AJ Styles is a good person to feud with. Been around the block. Somebody people like. Uh, and somebody who's great at his job. So hopefully this turns into a good feud that we can uh, enjoy. And it's not just some short-lived thing that makes no sense, you know, because that happened a lot back in the day. So
0: hopefully we get some good storytelling here. I think it could end up just being a subplot for the Royal Rumble. Because mm-hmm. both of these guys are going to be in the Royal Rumble. Like both Actually. AJ and both LA Knight are going to be in there. And yep. I think it's nice when we're into the Rumble and we have some subplot to it. Uh-huh. You know, there is a little bit more than just, I'm throwing you over the rope. There's some bad blood there. Or Absolutely. if one of the good brothers or both of the good brothers are in the Royal the Royal Rumble too. And AJ's got some backup and LA Knight doesn't. that That's an interesting dynamic. So maybe that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, hmm. I like AJ Styles. I like him in the ring. Yeah. I hate him on the mic. That's my only qualm with AJ Styles. Is like he talks and his like fair. Georgia pops off, and I'm like, what the fuck? So that that's my my one gripe with AJ Styles. But my
1: favorite uh, AJ Styles on the mic moment is Cap. That means cap, lie. Cap. That means lie. Yeah, <laughs> I love <That's> that. Great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and as as everybody knows, you know, being a being a TNA kid, you know. He is my boy, so I got to root for him. What a strange flex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stock's falling. Dimitri, I'll let <clears throat> you go first before I start ranting and raving through All right. five.
1: I'm going to run my quick one here, and then I have something to say. So let me put it in here so I don't forget it. Something in the notes. Uh, literally okay. writing something. Boom. All right. So um, did we get an explanation as to why CM Punk wasn't on the show? No. All right. I was just making sure I didn't miss something. All right. So where I stand here is like, I have no problem with CM Punk not being on every single show because people need time off. People don't appear on every show. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. People pop up, show up, whatever. It's fine. And, you know, it's not that big of a deal. However, for him to be such a big deal, this is kind of nitpicky, but- hear me out here for him to be such a big deal. It just feels strange to not give us any sort of storyline reason as to why he wouldn't pop up. I just like, like he's the talk of the town. He's been everywhere, all over social media And then we get like just a mention of him here and there and like no mention of where he's at. Like, bro, where the fuck is he? Why is he not on the show? I don't know. I just like, if somebody's going to miss time, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But just like for the sake of like storylines and for the sake of just like the audience, I feel like it just makes sense to like make up a reason or being like so-and-so is out with family. Or he's like, since he's such a company man now and he loves the WWE. He's out hanging out with fans, enjoying his time. I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to say. Just something so we can like have a reason as to why he's not on the show rather than he's just like not here. Which
0: is weird. I, I think like the real reason is that this show was already fairly well booked. It's about yeah. Christmas. And CM Punk was like, You need me? Triple H said, Nah. And he went, Bet I'm going to stay in Chicago.
1: And that's totally fine to me. Like, yeah, that's absolutely.
0: Fine. <laughs> I would not be surprised if. CM Punk is on the day one Raw that they're amping up to be a pretty big show. Uh I mean, both the big belts are on the line on this day one Raw. We've got Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And then Rhea versus Ivy Nile for the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, And I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we see CM Punk have his first match with Dominic. Uh, I think that's what they're probably going to do. And they just need to kill time until we get to this big raw. But yeah, I mean, that was one of my stocks falling is no CM Punk on raw. Like I watched all of it. I kind of thought he was going to be there. No, no CM Punk. And I was like, okay, it's fine. It's just, you make such a big deal about him coming back. Mm-hmm. He cuts his first big promo in the middle of a SmackDown and then we have this segment with him and Seth Rollins on Raw a week ago. And now, yeah, Seth's preoccupied with Drew, which is fine. And Punk declared for the Royal Rumble, which is fine. But he's your hot hand right now. Why aren't we keeping the momentum going? Yeah. Cause we're going to have two weeks without CM Punk. We're going to come back. Maybe he's there on January 1st. We don't even know. He's not advertised Mm -hmm. yet. So keep the momentum going. I don't, I don't understand it. So that was one of my stocks falling.
1: Yeah. It's some weird stuff. And uh, all right. So this is something that I just thought of that I was watching the show. I watched the, you watched obviously the whole show, the main event. Uh, the Creed brothers, uh, they do that weird. The big one does that jump where he like basically does like a cannonball into the guy. The Brutus ball. The Brutus ball. Does that like? It looks cool, but it seems kind of dangerous to me. It always looks like he's gonna like step on somebody's face or like land on their head.
0: I don't know. Uh, no, I didn't get that vibe from it. You don't get that vibe. No, uh, it. He is very like well compacted. <laughs> he's certainly compacted. And the impact is, like, kind of a glancing blow off the the shin or the The impact's lean. not
1: crazy. It's the and landing.
0: Like, and they kind of hit, like, onto the shoulder of, like, yeah. the person that's popped up. So I, I, don't, I didn't have any issues with it. I mean, I think the Creed brothers are boring. But, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have any issue with that move specifically. Fair enough.
1: I'm not, like, hating on it, but I'm just, like, I saw it and I was just, like, mm looks kind of scary i wouldn't want to take that move personally but hey y'all
0: are the professionals i wouldn't want to take a lot of moves personally i mean yeah. the only one that i'm into is a tony storm hip attack <laughs> for reasons <laughs> all right I, so, I mean it seems like it would be you know a fairly safe move for someone who's not trained yeah. to work okay <laughs> all right on sorry. those on those lines let's start with the judgment day with the tag titles wait, wait one wait, of wait. my stocks falling don't you dare you have something else? Yeah, this is th- that wasn't the thing. This is Oh, thing. I thought that was the thing. <clears throat> <Okay>. ah. <clears throat> I was getting amped up. Here we go. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch.
1: You really are. A... Go
0: ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Just I am indeed. <laughs> I am indeed. All right. Judgment Day with the tag titles. Yeah. I'm so fucking bored. They don't <laughs> I'm glad need the you belts. put this on here. I'm glad. They you put do not need these belts at all. There's no reason for them to have them, other than they're like, well, we're putting Judgment Day on TV in a match every fucking night anyway. So why not have Finn and Damien have the belts? Okay, sure. Why are they only on Raw? There are so many tag teams on SmackDown that deserve a shot at these belts. Pretty deadly. They're back in full swing. We've got the Street Profits. They have the backing of Bobby Lashley. They're looking strong. And and like they're just defending it against fucking NXT call-ups on Raw. It's an undisputed tag team title. And I'm still heated about the fact that we haven't gotten new belts and they're still carrying around both of these fucking belts. Yeah, that is weird. drives me crazy. I'm so (laughs) done with it.
1: Yeah. That's so strange. And it's so weird that we, they still got to call themselves undisputed champions. It's like, come on, dog. Can we get the new belts? The hell is this? Either
0: either get new belts or have them lose specifically the SmackDown ones on SmackDown. Because yeah. like, th- these tag teams on SmackDown have nothing to do. They've got nothing to do except the Street props coming out and be like, Yeah, Bobby! <laughs> yeah, we're going to help you with this US title. Yeah, Bobby! That's all we got. That's all they're doing. That's all they're mm-hmm. fucking doing. I'm, I'm so done with it. Like I want them to have a competent challenger where I actually think they might lose these belts. They yeah. built up the Creed brothers through this tag team turmoil match where they ran through a bunch of, you know, tag teams that have been around for a bit. Yeah. But I knew they weren't losing. Like I knew they weren't going to get the belts. It's there's it's I'm so done with it. Like the, the way that WWE has been handling tag teams in general has been pretty poor.
1: It's been pretty poor. And I'm just, I was really happy. I saw this on here because like no cap when I'm watching raw, right? And I see them in the backstage segment and I see them there with their titles. I legit came out of my mouth. I said, oh yeah, they are the tag team champions, huh? They don't need it. They don't <laughs> need the belts. I completely forgot, bro. I completely forgot. I saw the belts and I was like, huh, I, <laughs> I forgot. That's how bad it is. Yeah, I shouldn't be forgetting
0: that. Yeah. So unnecessary. Absolutely. And let's say on tag teams. The women's tag team titles. Uh Kaden Carter and Katana Chance, they won the belts off Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. That was a major Why? surprise. Why? I do not understand this booking. I don't get it at all. They have been building them. They've been giving them this like backstage thing. Their whole gimmick is that they're fucking party girls. Like I think they're pretty good in the ring. Like I think they've got some good Offense, but I don't understand this booking. And if you saw the crowd after the bell rang and we got the and new no, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the crowd like there was this one guy in the front crowd that was like looking literally like this, like confused face, and turned <laughs> to his friend like, did that fucking happen? You could yeah. see him mouth those words.
1: I was shocked. Uh, I feel a little bit different though. I don't, I don't absolutely hate this. Uh, and I think.
0: I'm open to your ideas here though.
1: I think it may be just them trying to split up Piper and, um, name. Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea. Uh, because they weren't supposed to be a tag team in the first place. Maybe they don't have actual creative plans for them in the future. And maybe they want to do something with Chelsea being a single star because Chelsea's really good. Like at
0: everything, I think well, she's what's great. What's she gonna do? That I don't know is yet. She gonna, is she gonna win the Royal Rumble and face Rhea? No, no. no, I don't think all that.
1: But she could be. She could be a nice mid star, right? Now here is the thing, though. Here is the thing. If you think about this in terms of like tag teams, how many like wi- actual women's tag teams do we have?
0: Currently, there are like four, and not it's many. Katana Chance and uh, Caden Carter. Yep, uh, the witches on SmackDown, which. Again, where the fuck are they? Haven't seen them. I think if they won the tag team belts after they cursed them in this vignette that everyone's forgotten, that would make more sense <laughs> creatively. The the vignette's gone and gone for good, bro. Yeah, I, I, we keep talking about it. Nobody else is even bringing it up. Um, there is Natalia and um Dark Girl. Nox, thank you. Yeah. I can never remember her name. I think she's good too, which sucks. She is good. Like I yeah. can never remember her name. <laughs> but they're they're a pretty established tag team at this point. They've yeah. put uh Zoe Starks and Shayna Baszler together. All right, so now we're at 4 and then the fifth one would be um Indy Hartwell and um purple hair uh She's married to Johnny Gargano.
1: Oh yeah. She had a really cute sweater uh with all the wrestlers on it. That was really nice. Um But you you know who I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So but so we got like five like real women's tag teams. Oh, and the Kabuki Warriors. So sick. I was about to say that I was about to say them okay. if you didn't. Yeah. So we have some actual tag teams that have been around for a while, and it's fine. We're gonna give it to the NXT, you know, come-ups, but like I almost kind of hope this belt hot potatoes a little bit now, yeah. Like between some of these established tag teams, I think it and, may. And then just from a creative, like backstage, like what we saw on camera standpoint, they had the thing with Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae—that's her name. Yeah, that, there you go. Th- and they were going to go like party with them, but like Indy looked pissed. Like Indy was kind of there, like, okay, yeah, you guys won, like, mm. but like then she just goes to party with them because of their faces and their faces like i i just don't really get that like i think that indy hartwell who was the nxt women's champion when she got hurt and had to give up her belt she did not lose it she gave it up i think indy hartwell should be hungry for a belt and she should be going for that Yeah. With Candace creatively, that would make sense. I agree. That would make more sense than them just being like, okay, let's go party. Like, I don't, that doesn't (laughs) work for me.
1: But yeah, I mean, all those tag teams you said, where, where my mind's at is like, none of these tag teams for me really scream. Like I am like tag team champion material because of the way they're treating the tag team division. You know what I mean?
0: Unless what they're going to do is feed uh the uh Candace and Katana to or Caden Carter and can't what the katana squared. That should be yeah. their fucking name. <laughs> Stupid. If unless they're gonna feed them to the Kabuki Warriors at uh the Royal that's, Rumble. That's where I was gonna
1: go. I was gonna say uh the Kabuki work. should give me for it Kabuki Warriors winning the titles would be uh very cool and interesting. Uh, For them, and I think that would make sense because they are probably, to me, the Kabuki Warriors are the strongest tag team, uh, women's tag team in the game right now. To me, I think that's probably the most established and strongest tag team that we got.
0: Yep, absolutely. I'm. I would really like if they did on SmackDown like a number one contenders match with the with the witches. That would be fun. That I think that would be smart. a really good match.
1: God damn it. Bring the witches back. We've been asking for <laughs> Where it?
0: are they?
1: They would, they would eat in this division right now. We yeah, don't have many would. good options.
0: All right. Let's keep this moving. Um, I'm going to do a quick one here. Uh, sickness is another stock falling. Yeah. Kenny Omega is out indefinitely with diverticulitis, which is a lower intestinal disease. I looked it up. I asked. Jamie. Um, apparently, he was. Oh, you did. <laughs> yep. I was did like, she know? You're what a nurse, what's this? <laughs> she knew what it was. Yeah, of course. <laughs> get her in here for the diagnosis, and the, you know, what, what's what's see? When's he coming back? So, and the bigger stock falling here, other than like Kenny being out, because like get well, Kenny Omega. Like, I am really sorry that you're dealing with this. He worked a match while he had this, like, which is insane. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how he did that. Uh, but the entire last three months of AEW tag team booking has been blown up by this, and it was fucking stupid to begin with. So they were building towards FTR Young Bucks 3 or 4 or 6, who knows, who cares, at World's End. And then they decided to have FTR lose the belts to Ricky Starks and Big Bill. In like a squash. Like they lost them. They got squashed for these belts. Big Billy Starks. Bad joke. That's what Chris Jericho said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he that. called them that
1: and everybody's like, huh? And he's like, didn't land, huh? No, it didn't land for me either.
0: Um, <laughs> it didn't land Chris, twice now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, when Chris Jericho talks, I don't really listen. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, so They have the tag team belts. They defended them in a banger of a ladder match at the last pay-per-view. That was really fun. Like spot fest, crazy. Like some of the shit that happened in that was like, what the fuck? Then they have a Golden Jets, Kenny and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks for their number one contenders shot. The Golden Jets win. And they're like, we're going to take them at world's end. Okay. And now (laughs) they're gone. Yep. So does this number one contenders revert back to the young bucks who are off TV currently and aren't planned for TV until early next year? Or are we going to shoehorn in a number one contenders match on either dynamite this Wednesday, which is a busy dynamite already because it's going to be the um, ending of the continental classic stuff or on collision the night before the pay-per-view. Who knows? Who knows? It doesn't <laughs> matter. It basically seems like uh, Big Bill and Ricky Starks are going to keep the belts anyway. But it's just like this has been pretty bad creative. Like for three months now, like I don't, I haven't understood what they've been doing. The tag team division in AEW is a very strong one. Like they've got more tag teams and trios than I can even believe sometimes. And this is what they've chosen to do with their tag team titles right now. Not that this is no shade for Ricky Tharks and Bill, but like, it's just, I don't understand the booking decisions.
1: Right.
0: And one more stock falling and I will stop ranting and shut up for a little bit. (laughs) But for the second week in a row, this MJF and Samoa Joe situation, I think this is so stupid they're doing the can they coexist angle? In a tag team match, this upcoming dynamite. Again, we know they can. They've already <laughs> done it. They did it in the zero hour of the last pay per view. Wait, wait, wait. The ROH titles.
1: If they are who cares if they already did it, but can they coexist?
0: Well, yes, they have been.
1: No 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 no. I don't think you're understanding. But can they coexist?
0: I guess we'll find out, won't we? I'm just like the whole thing is just like MJF and Samoa Joe is an afterthought at this point. That's the main event of this pay-per-view or alleged main event. It Mm -hmm. wouldn't even be the main event for me at this point because they're already teasing these future feuds with hangman, Wardlow, Swerve, Strickland, which like, I'm very here for MJF and hangman, MJF and Swerve. I want that. I want to see that. That sounds really fun. I think that would be a very good time on the mic and in the ring. But why is the world champion not focused on the fucking guy who's claiming he's going to break his neck in a week and a half? I don't understand. I don't get it at all. (laughs) Very valid. Seriously, it, it makes no sense to me. So. They're basically telling me to my face, buy this pay per view for fifty dollars a week after Christmas, and I already am telling you who is going to win the world title. MJF's going to retain. <laughs> no, I'm not buying your fucking pay per view,
1: Tony Mm-mm-mm. Khan. Mm-mm-mm.
0: Yeesh. So those are my rants. Those are my stocks falling. Yeah. Do you feel good now that you got it off your chest? I actually really do because I have been really annoyed by like all of this all week. (laughs) So I feel, I feel very cathartic right now.
1: I'm happy for you.
0: So let's, uh, let's change the mood. Let's start getting those stocks up because everybody knows what you want for your stocks is line go up and who's line going up, Dimitri. Drew McIntyre. Dude. Oh yeah.
1: Drew, you know, you know how I feel about Drew. I say it all the time. He's a fucking shit and he's proven it now. He's so legit. He's like, let's first, let's start off. Okay. Let's start off. The man has a physique of a God. Okay. His physique is fucking chiseled. All right. The man comes out there in a kilt with some hairy ass chest and he looks like a man who's going to chop some wood and then fucking punch you in the face. I don't know. That's my description of Drew McIntyre. Seems like a badass. Okay. Now he comes to the ring this week on raw has a very Very good promo with Seth Rollins where Mm -hmm. you really, it really seems like it's coming from like a real place. Uh, where he's talking about, uh, we do this so many nights a year. Um, you know, we got families, and then he starts like specifically talking about his family and stuff that he missed. And you know, his family's not letting him come home because they're like, nah, Drew, chase your dream, chase your dream, chase your dream, do your thing. And then when he finally gets to come home, they're not there anymore. You know, they've they've moved on, and that is something that not just wrestlers deal with, but you know, regular people deal with. Even if we move away from home, like I moved away from home, and I missed a lot of stuff at home. So like that kind of hit a little bit for me. I was like, damn, yeah, that's that's really how it is. They don't want you to come home. They want you to follow your dreams, and then you got to deal with the consequences later when those people aren't there anymore. And uh, just hearing him say those words made it like so believable about like why he has to like prove to himself. To, like I gotta get this title now. Do I think he's actually going to get the title? No, I do not know, <laughs> but at least it puts like a really good motive in there for it, not to feel like just a throwaway match. Like mm-hmm. it's going to make the match feel a little bit more emotionally charged. And I'm here for that. Like at- matches need that more often. And I really appreciate that. Like we got this promo because without this promo, I mean, I'm still a drew fan. So I still would have appreciated the match, of course. But after that promo, it really made me feel it just that little bit more. And that is what drew McIntyre is fucking good at. He can make you believe some shit. He can make you feel some shit. So I do think even though he's not going to win the title here, um, I still think he's got a future uh, championship run in him. He's got one more in him, if not many more. Uh, So we'll see where it goes eventually. But I was happy to see that promo from my boy.
0: It was a very good promo. Yeah. I have seen online that it was very true. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he got a little choked up during the promo. And it was very real for him. Uh, Honestly, in this, I thought it was a very good promo from Drew. I sided with Seth Rollins, where Seth was like, yeah, okay, that's all great, Drew. You've got to look in the mirror and see where your mistakes were made. And they were your mistakes, Drew. Mm -hmm. They're not my mistakes. I'm not the reason you don't have a championship. It's true. I'm just better than you. So (laughs) I I like Seth's kind of retort, if you will. Agreed. My first stocks rising is Carmelo Hayes is him and he's ready for the big time. He is in this United States title tournament. He got the dub over Grayson Waller and he looked fucking fantastic.
1: It's really funny as you threw this in here. I actually had a stocks falling that I removed um, talking about this match. Really interesting. Yeah, not that it was bad. Uh, match wasn't bad by any means. Uh, I w- it was really cool to see him up on the main roster, you know, duking it out with Grayson. But my stocks falling more so is just how we've handled, uh, Grayson Waller. He's just kind of been an afterthought. And I, I'm going to say it here. Sorry to jack your little stock rising here, but. I think Grayson Waller is like as talented, if not more than Carmelo Hayes. I think he's great on the mic and he's great in the ring. And I think he's an incredible heel. I just don't think he's gotten that. Like he got that one match with edge where edge was like, you swam. Uh, Mm -hmm. And like, after that, it's just been kind of whatever. And I think he's much better than that. And I think it was just, it's interesting to see him just lose cleanly to Carmelo Hayes. And he really hasn't had any sort of strong run yet on the main roster.
0: Well, it doesn't help when you have an anchor around your neck called Austin theory. Yeah, certainly. (laughs) If we have like a uh, MVP of stocks falling, it's Austin theory. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, genuinely though, like there was a report recently that Austin theory was going to be written off of TV, but backstage and live crowds seem to react pretty well to Austin theory and Grayson Waller. So you kind of have this situation where you have Grayson Waller up here, Austin theory down here, and you put them together. You end up here in the middle. You're going to raise Austin theory up. Who I big stock following for me. I don't like the guy. Not at all. Google him. Unsavory situations there. That's all I'll say. Mm -hmm. And He's been looking better in the ring, in my opinion. And Grayson Waller has stayed at that consistent level. But he's going to be pulled down to wherever Austin Theory can get to. Austin Theory is the weak link in this um, bromance that they have with these two. For sure. They've basically turned Grayson Waller into the joke that is he's Ozzy Miz. So Mm. people work with him. Edge worked a good match with him and yep. both guys looked really good. Carmelo Hayes worked with him in his first main roster match. And he, I thought he looked like a star for sure. And which is why I gave him the stock rising to mm-hmm. be fair. I was watching Carmelo Hayes a little bit more than I was watching Grayson Waller through yeah. this. You know so, me, I'm a Grayson Waller guy. No, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I just haven't seen a lot of Carmelo Hayes cause I don't really tune into NXT like that. Yeah. But And I've seen a lot of talk about him, so I want to know a little bit more. So I was really watching what he does. That like off the top rope leg drop for a finisher is bananas. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like,
1: damn, bro, that hurt my back.
0: (laughs) So I think you could I think you could fairly say here, Dimitri, that this is more of like a Carmelo Hayes stock rising. Like he proved that he can win main roster. Absolutely. And a little bit of a stock falling for Grayson Waller that he's being booked this way.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. My, my man. Fair enough. Uh, your next stock rising. Uh, So yeah, it seems like I'm talking about this every week, but it's one of my favorite storylines of
0: raw. This is, this is a Dimitri storyline. I'm, I'm like sure about it, but you're like, I love it, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big Shinsuke, na, Shinsuke guy now
1: uh ever since they started doing the the cool ass vignettes of the back with the subtitles just makes them seem so much more believable we've been over it i'm a big cody guy now ever since i saw him live and i just kind of got it like i get it now i feel it i'm i'm much more invested in to him as a baby face than i was say 10 months ago um and yeah, this is, this, this little feud is hitting for me. It's obviously not going to be like a forever feud. Cause they're not going to be like Shinsuke and Cody aren't going to be going at it forever, but for right it's, now,
0: it's a time killer.
1: This this little time killer feud. This is actually like top tier filler material. Oh, yeah. Let's put it that way. I really 100%. like it. Um, we had, uh, Shinsuke giving that little, uh, Nightmare bef- The American Nightmare Before Christmas, I think,
0: was what he read. Yeah, lame title, but uh, yeah. what he said in there was like,
1: whoo! Yeah, when he said Cody's dad uh, is inbred, I was like...
0: <laughs> I, I was, cracked up.
1: <laughs> I was in disbelief. I was like, did he just say that? And Janie's like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, damn! <laughs> he just said his father was inbred. I, that was like the... You give me like a bingo card. That's like the last thing I'm guessing. Like for real. No way I'm guessing that that's going to come up in an entire, in a WWE show ever. Somebody saying Look, Cody's father. I just old. said
0: what we were all thinking. <laughs> that's
1: crazy. Um, but yeah, that was fire. We followed that up with Cody coming in. Pissed off, of course, because he's in there talking shit. And I think probably the part that pissed him off is the inbred line comes in whooping some ass. They got to like try to peel them off. They go out the ring. You're trying to peel them off. Just the aggression was there. I loved it. Cody looked pissed. I loved it. Shinsuke walking away like a fucking little villain. He is. I loved it. Big, big, big ups for this whole storyline. I'm digging it. It's a nice little short feud we got. This is a great time killer. Something that uh, got me believing a little bit. I like it.
0: Yeah, it's really good. And I, I think that this Cody and Shinsuke match is going to be very good. Yes. I kind of wonder what they're going to do. Like when they're going to do it, is this going to be a raw day one match? Or is this going to be at the Royal Rumble? Because I think reasonably both of these men would be in the Royal Rumble. I mean, Cody's already said he is, right? Yeah, he did. So is this going to be a day one raw match that then bleeds into the Royal Rumble? Or is the Royal Rumble going to be like, they're too focused on each other to get the job done situation? So... I don't know. Okay, we're back. There were some technical difficulties. Yep. <laughs> going to have to actually fix it in post this time. Yep. And not the joke where I say Dimitri fixes it in post. He's yep. actually going to have to. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> hope you got your fill of Shinsuke and Cody because yes. I um, don't remember what we were saying and we're done nope. now. Yep. Um, last, last <laughs> Stock Rising. The Continental Classic Gold League final is going to be a triple threat between John Maxley, Swerve Strickland, and Jay White. and. Woo, it's going to be a banger. Did you catch any of Dynamite this week? No. Okay. If you watch anything, Tony Storm is on commentary for the uh, Soraya and Riho match, which is a good match uh, that Soraya loses rightfully. Mm -hmm. And Tony Storm is on commentary and says that Taz is her favorite landlord and that um, she believes they call him the human duplex machine. (laughs) <laughs> which is that's very, really good that's really good <laughs> The uh, human duplex machine yeah very funny <laughs> um so watch that and then watch the main event which was john moxley and jay white but, jay white steals it at the very end like john moxley is kicking the boy's ass and then i don't remember exactly the predicament that happened but jay white gets him into the uh blade runner you would know it as the Crossroads big Cody Rhodes fan, for, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so he gets him into the blade runner one, two, three. And I, I was fully expecting John Moxley to kick out. I love that he didn't. And I love that they protected Jay White's finisher.
1: Nice. I
0: think it is so important that they protect finishers because it seems like people kick out of them all the time. Yeah. So protecting the blade runner for Jay White on the guy who is in, clear first place in this tournament. John Moxley, I think is an awesome move and awesome booking. And next week's dynamite where we have that triple threat is going to be
1: so good. So good. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Hell yeah.
0: Like that main event next week is going to be one of those things. that's like that could main event, a pay-per-view for the world title. John mm. Moxley, Swerve, Trickle and Jay White. Yeah. Yeah. Slap. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me need that need it inject it mm, mm. all right anything else Dimitri? yeah
1: uh oh this is uh this is um right before christmas so i just wanted to say your boys making a really good uh chicken i wanted to shout this out to people so they would know making this really good chicken and smother invited no nah, you're not invited it's all mine <laughs> but you can make it yourself making this really good chicken right we uh we're spatchcocking it Splitting it up, putting it uh, in the oven. It's going to be roasted, right? But here's the thing. I'm going to make this Cajun uh, butter mixture, right? We're going to lather it all over the chicken. We're going to stick it underneath the skin. We're going to get it all underneath there, right? But not only that, we also have a Cajun butter melt that I bought an injector for, right? We're going to fucking put that in there and inject the chicken. It's going to be on roids. I'm going to stick it in the oven and oof, it's going to be really fucking good or bad. I don't know. I've never made it
0: before, but hopefully it's good. <laughs> One piece of advice that I'll give you. Yes. Is if you have a roasting tray that will yep. lift the chicken above the pan that you. Roast oh, I'm pan, doing that. Yep. Good stuff. Uh-huh. Also, it's good to have the chicken on an angle. Mm, okay, I didn't that know way, this. Okay. Yeah. So if you have it on an angle and not straight in. Yeah, It will cook kind of the sides a little bit more evenly. Uh-huh. And then periodically as it's roasting, you'll want to, the first time around, you can just take the tray out and flip it around. And yeah. then you'll have like, if you start with a breast in the back, you'll have a thigh in the back. And then at some point you'll want to take it out and turn the chicken 90 degrees. And Is then this for it'll a just, spatchcocked or a non-spatchcocked non-spatch, chicken? That might be for a non-spatchcocked chicken. Cause but, I feel
1: like the spatchcock might kick our,
0: might cook. our. all right. I would check on that. All right. But anytime I've done a whole chicken, yeah. I haven't spatchcocked it, but I've, I've done this angling yeah. method uh-huh. and it comes out beauty. Are perfection. you making any, any good
1: food for Christmas?
0: Uh, no, my mother-in-law is making all of the good food for Christmas. I'm okay. just showing up to eat. Hey, Well, that's, I, that's lovely. I might be. Usually I'm on the hook for baked corn. Uh uh-huh. Um. Zoe's on the hook for uh deviled eggs. That is that is her specialty. And we might be bringing uh braised red cabbage this year. Um, we watched a Christmas story not too long ago, and that's like the meal that they eat throughout the movie is uh-huh. meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and they call it boiled cabbage. I did a braised cabbage. Yeah, and I'm making this. Zoe asked for it. I'm like. Whatever, baby girl, I'll do what you want. Whatever. <laughs> and I was like, this smells fucking gross. Cause it's like cabbage, apple, in like apple cider vinegar, and you oh, let it man, cook for like an strong. hour. And a half. It was strong. That's
1: strong, buddy. <laughs> and
0: I ate it and I was like, this is pretty good. Huh. Some good nutrients in here. Wow. So we might be making that for, for Christmas as an addition. But nice. Uh yeah, I made a Made a turkey meatloaf that had some zucchini and carrot in it, too, to zhuzh up the nutrients. Zhuzh. It was actually like pretty darn good. Okay. I was, I, was, I liked it better than a beef meatloaf. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really a big meatloaf guy, but that sounds all right. We're getting old. We got to watch the cholesterol. <laughs> and on that note, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, this was Cooking with Jacob and Dimitri. You can find <laughs> us on your favorite podcast platform, Twitter and TikTok at Let Me Cook To You. You can follow Dimitri at Dimitri Talks. You can find me at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. We're on every major network. We'll try to put together an award show next week, if time permits. It's the holidays. We might be doing some traveling. We might be seeing some family. We might not be around. But you know what we will be doing? We will be chilling, and we will be eating. Talk to you next week on Let Me Cook to You, folks.